yeah, yeah. Off we... to a magical land of podcasting. Three of podcast land. It's, it's I guess the it's thing. magical. It can be magical depending on, on your location yeah. of listening. Where do you listen? Where's your favorite listening spot? My on favorite. A long walk in the morning? No, it's always my vehicle. Really? I rarely listen to podcasts outside of my vehicle. Hmm. I didn't even think you listened to this podcast. Well, I also listen to this podcast when I edit it, <laughs> so I don't usually listen to this podcast. How much, that's a good question for our listeners. How much is the typical podcast edited? It's a good, great question. Yeah. For those of you who are listening with us from last week. We cut about there, how many minutes? <laughs> there was a good amount of editing done at the beginning of last week. Can't uh, imagine why. Can't even understand why. You know, normally I'm going to cut out... Um, about 10 minutes content? Five to 10 minutes max mm. if, if i'm cutting out more than five minutes it was like a maybe a, a you know rare what? week a let's put week. some of that together at the end of the season and maybe we can oh i delete it i don't have it anymore all right well maybe from now on <laughs> you we know can, how much memory i have to keep for that i don't know i'm just thinking you know because it's like one of those fun things of like we're gonna let you listen to the things that we cut there's a reason they were cut well maybe there we just don't have enough time for the goods I don't think that's why they're cut. (laughs) (laughs) Is this moment right here going to be cut? Nah, this seems pretty raw and real, and I like it. Yeah, this is... Okay, well, I'm going to listen for it now this week. Are you? Wait, How? where do you listen to the podcast? Uh, Typically, yeah, in my vehicle. Yeah, it's a good place. Do you... This is what I learned. I know my wife listens to it in her vehicle, and then sometimes during her prep period, Mm. like her break. Do you listen to podcasts at... At two times speed or like one and a half speed? Uh, one and a half. Uh, 1.25 to one and a half is what I prefer. I didn't even know you could do that. Oh my gosh. And then people are telling me about podcasts. I'm thinking, where do you have the time to listen to all of these? I, I listen to audiobooks like that too. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Once you get to like two times the speed, it just, it's too much. And then it, I think I get too focused on the weirdness of the voice. Yeah. Sounds like a chipmunk. Because like then... Blah, 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 blah. Wow. If I ha- if I could remember a line right now, I would do it. It's like rapping, but in a weird tone. I'm going to start listening a little bit faster. Okay. That, man, because that's my also, that's also my complaint. My commute's not long enough to actually get through an entire episode of anything. Yeah, listen to our 45-minute podcast in 37 minutes. Wow. That's good stuff. <laughs> You're blowing my mind, Larry. <clears throat> we just edited that out. <laughs> no, that needs to be included. That's just good information. Midway through this podcast, I'm going to reference something in the beginning that may or may not have been edited out. We'll see if you can figure it out. That is a good point. I don't always double check and make sure you don't reference things when I edit them out. But we haven't had a complaint yet, so. I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> oh, good. All right, so Let's uh, get into we, this. Um, we're week three of this Mulligan series. Uh, just as a reminder for those of you who are new to the podcast or you're you know, continually a part of the podcast, this is a review of what we just did on our weekend service the weekend prior um, for our Sunday service and the topic in which we tackled and some of the scripture we got into because of the preparation. We're still waiting. We literally have gotten zero suggestions of other types of topics. So if you're just still happy with this stuff... <laughs> We're going to keep doing it. This is what I love about our fans. They are a silent bunch. They do not give a ton of feedback, good or bad. But they show up. But they're always there. They show up. Well, no, I always get a, I can't wait to hear the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not trying to tell us what to do. They just want us to know that they like what we do. I love it. That's good. But anyway, side note. Thankful for you, friends. We are open 
to a suggestion. Yeah, I guess we should look inward on that. What does that say about us that they don't think they can tell us suggestions? You know, we I'm available. Are you available? I'd like to think I'm available, but you're available. I think I'm available. Yeah. So how about this? We've I think we even kind of mentioned today we're willing to do one entire season and do a one-time release of a whole season. Of just con of of some subject matter, yep. whatever the it subject, is. Subject. We'll give you ten episodes. We'll release it all at once. You can binge it. Man. Uh, hey, know, Netflix is it doing it. Shh. Let's, Hulu's mean, doing it. Look at we're behind the times. <laughs> we cannot come up with something ourselves. So I mean, we could. We could just throw a couple things. We at the just wall. don't know if it's interesting to anyone. I yeah, mean, we we'll, it'll be too nerdy. You know, like what are we going to talk about? We could. Mm-hmm. We have many things we talk about. Yeah. Tor- tortoises Tur- the difference between a turtle and a tortoise monkey and an ape man tomato tomato mm. well this week we talked about uh rethinking our mistakes in part three of a mulligan series see that that quick swerve to the right is going to sound like i edited it but i did not edit that <laughs> <laughs> i did not change that <laughs> well anyways so uh this last weekend um, you taught at the Benicia campus. Benicia. I got to share at the San Francisco campus. Man. So for any of you guys that don't know what the podcast is about, we actually talk about every single week, the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just in case I edited that I'm not forcing some editing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just more work for but me. If, but if any of you want to give a suggestion, we're totally willing to do a season. We got to move on here. I'm going to leave it all in there, and people are going to see what I have to put up now, with every week. Now, that actually sounds like an edit right there, because that was a little aggressive. That was uh, yeah. yeah. Don't come at me so hard. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just being friendly and giggly. Gig- that's a that's just a weird word. I shouldn't use that again. Giggly? Giggly. Hmm. That's like the giggly, giggly, goo. So this week, you were in San Francisco. Yes, sir. And there's a lot happening. A lot of people don't know about this at our Benicia campus. There's a lot happening at our San Francisco campus. We there have is. moved our all services. Good. All, all good great happenings. things. Yeah, yeah we moved fun. our services downstairs to the original fellowship hall where the church began mm-hmm. uh, because we're doing renovations upstairs. First, there are renovations downstairs. For to those of you who don't know in a fellowship hall, <laughs> it's, it's a big, gigantic Located room through the narthex. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's old school Christian lingo. Yeah, it's pretty great. Vernacular. Yeah. So the church, what's really cool about it is the Here church you would is, call it the original auditorium. The original auditorium. <laughs> what's cool is that the church is meeting, and a lot of these people, this is where the church started. And now they're getting to come full circle and yeah. do church service there again. So it's this really cool, beautiful story. And uh, hopefully when we emerge like a butterfly from the downstairs cocoon into the upstairs renovated yeah. world, yeah, who knows what it's going to be. It's going to be so cool. I haven't been there since the downstairs move. It's just a cool space. Yeah, it's my first time. Um, there's a, some really great momentum going on. There's a buzz. I, a ton of new people every week. Mm. And so that's that's really neat. Side note, we're going to be planning something awesome because next year is actually the 100th year anniversary of that church wow. location. Northgate's turning 100. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we are. <laughs> and at the Benicia location, we're going to be turning, um, hold on, 29. Oh, 29? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. 129 years of ministry. Yeah, so um, I actually got asked a question this week at the Rooted kickoff. That was on Tuesday night. Yeah. Killer group of people. <clears throat> um, they, I, I, at the end, 
I do. I get to do the introduction the first week, and it's fun before everybody goes into their small groups. Plug for Rooted if you haven't done it. Man, killer. Um, and so I, I let everybody have a free-for-all. You can ask me about whatever, and it's mostly just for fun, and not many people ask me about a whole lot. This time they asked me a fun fact. What's a fun fact? Ooh. What's a fun fact about you? Uh, and um, somebody else asked me. Well, what was the fun fact? I can't tell you. You have to be there. What? Yeah. Sorry. Well, can you give uh, us listeners a, a different fun fact? Mm, what's fun to you? I've never been stung by a bee. Mm. Whoa. I've never broken a bone. Mm-hmm. I've broken I worked, a lot of bones. I spent one year working for Will Smith. DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> the Fresh A lot of Prince. people here know I was on Prices, right? Yeah, we do mm-hmm. know that. I used to, oh, well, you know this. You made fun of it. I did a weekend <laughs> cooking show on <laughs> Good Morning Arizona, and I got to say, Good morning, Arizona. I definitely feel like I hurt your feelings a little bit with how you funny I thought it was. So I'm sorry for that. I want to you apologize did, to you. You did. You yeah. started sneaking. People started sneaking around and secretly watching it and giggling. It's See? so funny. Giggly. They were giggling <laughs> at me. Because you look like Buzz from Home Alone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, Buzz, see, it's not a fun fact. It's not a fun fact. <laughs> your girlfriend, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not have a flat top. <laughs> and I didn't wear sweaters. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but I do. I am sorry. I don't. I, yeah, it was, it was good, though. Anyway, <laughs> so let's keep going. Uh, what was another question that they asked you? The, wh- where you were going with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> said I, I had made a comment how I just taught. Uh, oh no, I had made a comment how, yeah, I had made a comment how I had taught this last week in San Francisco and how we had talked about what we talked about here in reference. And they said, wait a minute, do you, whoever's speaking at either location, are you guys talking about the same thing? And I was like, yep. And so that was a cool little like epiphany for a bunch of people. They're like, oh really? And I said, yeah, even this, you can actually go on and listen to either location and their teaching. And they said, are they exactly the same? And I said, no, this is actually the fun part. And this yeah. is even why it's fun podcasting is because we're talking about the same same subject, but we're using some different subject matter mm-hmm. and presentation style. So it's unique yeah. and fun. We have different stories. We have mm-hmm. a different lens for viewing the world and culture and all kinds of great stuff. So yeah, same ideas, same truth. Yeah, you're an entitled millennial. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a millennial too, aren't you? Uh, no, there's a different word for me now. Oh. Yeah. We can't put labels on you. No, there is like a special different word categories in my years that I, I've done it. We had this conversation when I was in Kentucky with a group of people that were like your age. If you don't older. hear anything about an entitled millennial, it's been edited. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call me something? <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> You laugh, but that's why no one knew I had a nickname for the longest time. Who do you think kept editing out the nicknames? John John. <laughs> that's so, oh man, come on. I'm just I do kidding. Listen. I, do I know. I listened to it. <laughs> you can't pull that many over me. Come on. Oh man. Okay. So, um, you taught this weekend, Benicia. Yep. You were in SF. Yeah. Good stuff. It was great. Um, so let's hear a little bit about the way, um, that you, um, approached, this idea of rethinking it. We both yeah. used Romans 12. One and two. Yep. Can you remember it off the top of your head? Uh, in light of the mercies of God, present your body as a living sacrifice, living sacrifice holy yeah. and acceptable uh, to God. This is your 
Uh, it's pure worship. Pure worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, to this age, depending on the translation. But be transformed but by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And then you will know God's, what is holy and pleasing, perfect will of God. Then you'll know God's will. Yeah. His holy, his holy pleasing, perfect will. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, it is. Man, that's a good one right there. It's good when you only have two verses because when you're studying it all week, you really memorize it. There's so much, though, in yeah. those two verses. I mean, we could we could spend totally. a couple weeks just unpacking the depth of those two pieces. That was one of the things we talked about even on Sunday morning as before we split up to go do our things was... It's a shame, but we're glossing over even verse one because we, there was so much so, in verse two. Yeah, so we both flew through verse one. We both sat the same place for just a moment, mm. talking about the sacrificial system yep. and how that was been had been replaced with Jesus as new Christ followers. What was cool for us here is because I was doing communion, which I know you had Kayla doing communion in San Francisco, Pastor yep. Kayla. Yeah. Um, I already had set up a little of the sacrificial system, so I didn't have to spend as much time in my message. It was just a continuation. Yeah. So I could say, remember when we just talked 10 minutes ago about how this is the pattern of the law and sacrificing these animals for the forgiveness of your sins and how Jesus fulfilled that when he came and he laid down his life as the perfect sacrifice? Yeah. But the living sacrifice part of that verse, which I didn't even really catch when I was studying all week. That's what you pointed out to me on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. as most people do, because we're reading it through the American culture, uh, when we read living sacrifice, it doesn't, you know, shock us and grab us immediately because yeah. sacrificial systems aren't something we normally think about. Yeah, the weightiness of it. Yeah, I think that was that's why that set it up as such a powerful statement because it's like that's a lot you're asking me to do. How how do I become a living sacrifice? Who can be even worthy of a living sacrifice because of the weight? that is given to a, uh, a death sacrifice, mm. uh, you know, um, that's sacrificed on behalf of a bloodshed. So for those that culture then that's shifting and learning this new thing, they're like, Oh my gosh, how can we even come close to accomplishing this? And that's why I think Paul was kind. Um, he was very kind in the way he responded immediately to that. Like, ah, that, that that's a lot. I can understand that's a lot. Yeah. Now let's go ahead and tease that out a little yeah. bit. Let me give you something to actually yeah, think so how about. How do you actually yeah. become a daily, regular example of what a living sacrifice is? Yeah. You don't conform to the world. You get away from the patterns of it that regularity yeah. you're set apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. what are some specifics that you focused on that we didn't focus on in Benicia? Or San Francisco. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Like, is that the question that you want me to ask you? Out. <laughs> Here, John, here's a good question. Ask me this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what was different, and it was, it couldn't show our two styles better when you go back and listen to the podcast from San Francisco. Uh, when we talked about conformity, I'm assuming you held this up physically because you also use a lot of props oh, in I your messages. With it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gingerbread man, a cookie cutter. Yeah. Uh, you know, to make cookies. Like, don't be a cookie cutter person, don't conform to this. Which, yeah, the the depth and the simplicity at the same time of that kind of mindset, or I'm sorry, that kind of example uh, is classic PLD. Uh, and then whereas I'm like... Here, we're back into the nicknames. Back into the nicknames. And whereas I'm, you know, sitting here just flushing out the last two years of study of 
what does the culture of secularism look like in America and how the church is going to be renewed and brought about? So so here, I'll give you a couple differences. One, I, I didn't spend as much time of it, but I really enjoyed listening to your real life examples. I mean, you mm. shared how you grew up, yeah. which was different than other people grew up. But also that was a really great insight into what that side of things look like, mm. right? Where some people, it was f- like the exact opposite yeah. type of lifestyle. And that was normal mm. um, to them where there was this um, almost a, an over effort on protection, creating some sort of bubble, yeah. not conforming, countercultural, which is also just so difficult even to live in to a degree, not yeah. outside of things that you can participate in. I mean, those were mostly the things that you shared with us was what you were allowed to participate in or what you were exposed to, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but um, I'm almost even interested if you have any personal stories from growing up on actions that your family, because they were very intentional, which was really wonderful. Yeah, it because was. Because you didn't have to experience yeah. some really difficult things like other people have. I mean, yeah. there's beautiful testimony in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there ways, too, that your family focused on actually being non-conformative to the world? Outside of, you know, the we're not going to watch a movie like people watch movies. Well, we're not going to listen to music like people listen to music. I, you know, it's 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 a difficult thing to even put into words because I can look at it and say that they the things that we did were because we wanted to be wholehearted followers of Jesus, or um, you just wanted to raise mature adults who could think for themselves. You know what I mean? Some of these things could go either way. So one thing being. Well, how about this? What would you what would you take, or what would you do differently, or even expand upon in the way that you grew up, for your family now, mm. or for you as a single person when you were single, yeah, or now in the stage where you're married, or what you're coming into where you're gonna have a child? Yeah, one of the one of the things I love now, hated it as a kid, um, and I believe it was because of this, but we never had any kind of um, cable or network you know like um dish network or anything like that we were just the regular tv Uh, could have been financial reasons too but when we were able to financially do it i don't i still don't think we did for a while so there was all of these things that the kids around me were really involved in with uh, and and none of this stuff was bad again but there was a different mindset from it it wasn't just like we're not going to do this so that you're missing out. It was like, we don't want you wasting time on television. So it wasn't even just like, we're not going to let you watch this stuff. We'd prefer you not to watch that much television because of what it does mm. to you. And that's one of the things. So their, even, their non-conforming to the world was really truly focused on the transformation of your mind. Totally. And it's easy and to pick on specific. Mind, yeah. Right? It's easy to pick on specific TV shows and that's what we all do. But it really was for me a, we're not going to watch that much television yeah. together. I mean, I remember coming home and because there was, it was easier too, cause there's no cable and you don't have that many options. So if you go through your eight channels, like, yeah, there's nothing on, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time doing this. Right. Um, being, I remember the first thing we would watch every single day would be at like five 30 in the evening when the Andy Griffith show would come on while we we're waiting for dinner to be ready. But that was really the first thing we'd watch when the day came because we'd get home from school and we'd go outside and me and my brother would play basketball or we'd do stuff like this, but it was engaging with nature it was engaging with God's creation and not just letting our brains do nothing 
And, and, and again, that's why it's a difficult thing to talk about because you can look at that as a child development thing or you can look at that as a kingdom of God thing saying the things you're going to be exposed to when you watch television, when you read magazines, or when you go out into the world, into like nature and, and you know experience creation are just drastically different. Yeah. So this is something that I didn't talk about, and I'm really glad that you talked about it. Um but it is as a parent or just even as a person, there's two pieces. You can look at this as a parent. The way I look at my kids as they're getting older. There's two things that are my responsibility for me. It's how can I protect your mind and how can I protect your heart? I can't do a whole lot else. I mean, I can put bubble wrap around them. Mm-hmm. I can make more a helmet when they ride a bike, you know, but like when they're at school, I can't do anything yeah. when they're in culture period. There's only so much you can keep from them being exposed to. At the same time, there's this really uncomfortable balance of what's the real world and preparing you for some of it, and then what can you protect from, right? So the same thing with like reading. I have to look and say, what am I going to allow you to read? I don't necessarily want to to read some of these things because you're putting it into your mind or your heart, right? Yeah. Or the things that you're listening to or the things that you're watching. I have to do this even as an adult, all of us should, um, you know, I'm pretty okay with a lot of stuff. Uh, but there's times too, that even a show will come on or a movie I'll be watching or something else. And I'll literally be like, I, I like physically even a reaction of, I can't do this to myself. Mm. I cannot put this in my head. The line that I've been using a lot lately is I'm not, that's not me anymore. Uh, from like when Peter's writing in first Peter about, mm-hmm. um, his own version of that like don't be like the world don't be like the flesh you're you're the you're uh the righteousness of god like he's he tells you what you used to be and then he puts on this whole new identity talking about the adoption and stuff well i mean i'm talking about even when i don't see it coming Mm, yeah so like if uh, people are like hey watch this show or like hey this is what's going on or i start figuring out what something else new is to or listening to something Mm. and all of a sudden i'm like oh my gosh what are the words that i'm yeah. Like be bopping along to or like bobbing my head to or watching that like I've now gotten to a point, I think, in a healthy space to protect my mind, um, which is that transformation piece yeah. to, to to not go backwards of all the hard work that you've done um, to be like, I just can't do this to myself. It's not healthy because I know and I don't know how many of you experience this, too, but like I don't know about you. Some of that stuff I know I'll dream about. Totally. I mean, like, especially it's at night. I mean, I'm very, I'll tell you one place and I should do this all the time, but I am extremely protective of my Saturdays and what my input is going into a Sunday, um, especially where I'm going to teach or be around people and be fully present because I'll, I'll think about it all through the night. And those are just thoughts to protect my mind. And we can get into all other kind of like spiritual stuff in that, but just in general, I should do it with more effort throughout the week, but that's something maybe even as a great application for you and your kids, when you're thinking about not conforming to this world, but helping your child's mind, heart, soul be transformed to be as a living sacrifice. It is that role you have of protection, not overbearance, not helicopter. But we even talked about this in our David series at the, it was the second to last, the last one, it was the last one in the David series when we talked about Absalom. And uh, the whole kingdom, kind of David's reign starts to decline 
after Bathsheba, and there was this real pattern. We talked about it. I think you mentioned it in the message. Yeah. And it's the idea of what are you playing with as a parent that you you can possibly filter because you have a more developed mind than your children um, that that our kids can't. I use an example when I was in San Francisco of uh, what are your, like parents, what are you playing with that is going to hurt your kids in the future? Yeah. What are you messing with? And I use the example, the raw example, kind of like I used this weekend, just because it's, it's easy to pick on. And I told the example of the first time that I ever saw porn when I was a kid, I was like 11 or 12. I wasn't looking for porn. Mm-hmm. I just went on the family computer and it was there. Mm-hmm. So either, and because I'm younger and this is what your kid, you need to know this about your kids too. They know how to use your computer better than you do. They just mm-hmm. always will. Yeah. And I could go through the computer and look through files that had been downloaded or deleted or whatever that stuff was as I was looking for something. And I really wasn't doing anything bad or trying to get into trouble, but either my older brother or my dad or whatever it was, somebody had played with something and exposed me to it by default. Mm-hmm. And that opened up a door for me as a young man to have to wrestle with forever. Like all of yeah. us are wrestling with these things. Um, and that that's the, the weight that you carry when you have children. Well, it's not even with your kids. I mean, it's just with your, your sphere of influence altogether. Yeah. I mean, cause you can sit there. We, you know, we, we lightly expose this, our first podcast of the season, which was gossip mm, yeah. and how we're talking about the things. I mean, that's, that's a conforming, right? That's a conformative yeah. <laughs> uh, action. Yeah. That's not where we've experienced any kind of transformation um, by renewal or restoration. Yeah. So now just to kind of move forward, yeah. that that was one thing that I think I focused on a little bit more than we focused on here, which was the restoration part and some yeah. of those examples where you talked about habits, which was mm. which was really good and some specific ways that we need to focus on habits yeah. and um, nitty gritty of breaking and building. Yeah. yeah. And even how the Holy Spirit works specifically in the midst mm-hmm. of that and alongside of and through and exposing a lot of that. Um, I got to use the example of, you know, this idea of your mind being transformed um, is a renewal process, mm. which a renewal restoration takes a lot of time. Yeah. So I focused on how much time that um, a renewal or restoration takes from the conformity that we're just created in, right? Yeah. So I got to give the example about how I have an old truck that I've been restoring. You got a verbal cheer when you mentioned that you're restoring your truck. Yeah, I mean, people (laughs) like the old stuff, yeah. So for you to know, I have a 1954 Chevy 3100, which is a, a pickup. I, uh, it doesn't I refer- mean anything to for, me, but yeah. Yeah. So to reference that, I, I, I use a, it's a Mr. Miyagi truck. Oh, there you go. Well, now I'm oh, in. Oh, see, there you go. Come on. Daniel <laughs> Um, so That's anyways, I got one of those say. and, and I was talking about how I've already spent years yeah. tearing it down because if you've ever restored or renewed something, you know, it takes a lot of time because what you have to do is you have to remove first mm. all of the old. You can't put the old, the new on the old. Yeah, because what happens? It falls off. Yeah, it peels off, it right? Um, so I use an example about that. It's taken years, and that it's very, very difficult because it takes so much time, which takes so much patience. And in patience and in time comes maturity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we can be like that too. We can have a, an infant faith. We can have an adolescent faith. And what we're really trying to seek to do is to have an adult faith, a mature faith. And those things take time and they take work. And we can get so frustrated because we've gone nowhere or we're doing nothing 
because we're not giving it the time, nor are we taking the time to do the restoration process as it should be, yeah. which is removing and taking the time it takes to remove those things yeah. to keep them away. So then you can pack the new on top of it. I also got to use an example um, of somebody else on our staff that I just learned about Sammy Verbis. He's uh, <laughs> one of our student guys. He, um, he saw that I had a, a, a cast iron pan and like started geeking out over it. And he's like, it's like kind of rusty and stuff because it's been used really well and gotten wet. And I don't know that much of cast iron. I cook food in it. That's yeah. about my extent. That, that's most people's extent when <laughs> yeah. you have a cast yeah. iron pan. For bacon skillet. or something yeah. like when I'm camping. I use it to cook. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, do you want me to, you want me to restore that? Like refurbish it? Like redo it? To Re- season it? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What would you do? And he's like, oh yeah, I'll totally take that. And he's like, I love to do that. I, I got like special tools for it. And I was like, what do you mean? got special tools so he explains to me it's like yeah i bought a grinder just to restore uh my cast cast iron stuff and so he's like yeah yeah no i grind it all the way down and make it super flat and clean it all the way off all the rust all the old stuff so then i can start to season it and put this new oil on it and then you got to heat the oven up to 500 degrees cook it there for so many hours at 500 degrees and then let it cool down on its own and you do that six or seven times in a row and it essentially takes you a week yeah and i was like you're a nut. <laughs> I'd just go buy another cast yeah, iron like, pan. Who, who are you? Like, who does that? The yeah. amount of time that you spend heating up your oven, letting it cool off, like you find like, you know, uh, he finds joy peace in and yeah. solitude <laughs> and like harmony in this. Yeah. He totally does. And that was such a beautiful example. Yeah. Because the end result, I said, so once you've done all that stuff, what do you use to cook in it? So it doesn't just happen right away again. Can you use metal tools? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, can you like use a metal tool like where it scrapes around because it's this hard cast iron stuff? He's like, yeah, you clean it with a like a bristle brush yeah. when you're done. Steel wool. Yeah, and then like you're scrubbing it and the stuff comes right off. Well, why does this stuff come right off? Because you've taken it all the way down mm. to the bottom. Yeah. It's been completely transformed yeah. and renewed or restored to its original intent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then it's strong. It has fortitude. It lasts yeah. a long time. Now there's reseasoning in the future, but mm-hmm. not as often in a degree. Yeah. So this, you know, it's this a illustration picture of yeah. like, yeah, go it ahead. seeps into every aspect of our lives. Cause seeps. we can, yeah, it seeps. That's the word I want. It oozes. Uh, what was the word you, you used? <laughs> Are you seep? That was Are the one. Seep? No yeah. wonder it's in my mind. He's right poking now. at uh, the message for this weekend. I use this uh, <laughs> secret seep. Secrets do seep. But that illustration, when you think about it, how many of us jump into things when we shouldn't? You know, like even you get burned by a job, but you jump back into something without being able to hear. Well, yeah, I said with the my truck already, I've told my wife, like, ah, I think I'm just going to be done and just go buy something new. Yeah. Rather than doing the long, hard work exactly. for the next seven years. Or we get working. out of a relationship and we jump right back into another yes. one. We don't yes. take the time to heal and yeah. to... But then I was even thinking as you were talking about that, the time that it takes for maturity, you know, how many of us as, as young followers get just so wrapped up into it and want to do everything. And as mature followers of Jesus to say, you don't have to be leading five Bible studies. You don't have to like, this is your time to, to like really settle sh- in and you learn. Shouldn't be. You shouldn't be really, but uh, yeah. And so there's so many different illustrations and layers to that as well that we can all find ourselves in. But the most important element of this and, and what we both talked about is the process is the time. Like you, all of these things take time and you're in this mulligan process to recover, to, yeah. to heal. To yeah. The relationship whatever. is another beautiful example. <clears throat> you know, there's, I, I have like a, a year rule or a couple year rule for someone who's been, um, that has any kind of had any like big loss in their life. 
um, that's any kind of big, big hurt in their life or like a dramatic crisis shift, that they don't make any decisions or do anything new or change anything for at least a year. Like uh, if you've been married and you went through a difficult um, split, you were divorced, that it's at least two years before you look at getting married again or before you do. And, and you'd say, well, like, why, why? Well, it's because you're not going to be the person that the other person wants you to be. And you're not going to have found the person that you want to have found mm. because there's not that process of that mulligan where there's that figuring out what part you have to own, which is what you emphasized too, which was so good. You have to, it's, it's a building block that you cannot pass up. You've got to figure out what you can own. And then there's transformation that needs to take place. Mm -hmm. You need to shift into something else, rethink it. And this weekend is what we're feeding into is that there's things that we have to release. Yeah. We have to get rid of because we cannot continue to let the things of our past or the people of our past that treated us the worst have influence into the future and continue to be that stumble, you know, in the midst of our relationships, um, our school because of some professor and what they did. Um, a job because of some peer and what they did or a superior and what they did. Um, these are, that's why these are such important um, steps to take and they all take time. Hmm. They do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Going to have to edit out this awkward silence. No, no way. No, I agree. It was fun. Um, you ended your talk with um, some questions that are pretty obvious to us um, that we ask our, that we should be asking ourselves. Uh -huh. Do you remember any of those? Yeah. Do you want me to? They're, they're what I uh, I talked about them as lethal assumptions. Lethal assumptions, and you know what happens when you assume. Yeah, I'll, you're usually do wrong. You want, do you want me to spitfire them at you? Spit them out. Let's just see if anybody catches one. Yeah. Uh, that one of the assumptions we make is um, in our mind is if I find the right person, uh, everything will be all right. Um, if you become the right person is the reality of that. So you need to become the person and everything will be all right. Just finding the thing, or finding the right person or the right job, thinking if I can just do this, if I just find this thing, then everything will be fixed. It's just not the reality. You need to be transformed. Yes. You need to become. Um, my situation is unique. Um, the truth <laughs> of that is you, you are unique. <laughs> not your situation. But your situation is not. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that I could Except say for about. mine. But yeah, you see what your point is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yours is. I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't. Definitely not. Yeah, you have yeah. permission. Yeah, You're, thank you. You're one of the. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So I'm just glad you're acknowledging. Yeah, uh, it's not right, but it makes me happy, and God mm. wants me to be happy. God does want me to be happy. Though, Is that right? the truth? <laughs> Is it? He wants. I don't, I don't think you so. to have the joy, 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 joy down, down in, in my heart. heart. Where? Where down in my heart? Donde? <laughs> um, we did that in Spanish class. If I only had blank, I would be satisfied. Mm. We got like a new car. Mind. Yeah, we got to rethink or a our new mind. painting. Yeah. Appetites are never fully and finally satisfied. Mm. Um, my secret is safe with me. Secret seat, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> secret seat. And they make a mess when they come out. I use that word on purpose because 
you've ever seen something seeping out not from underneath thing. something, it's like the worst thing to clean up. You'd rather have a clean, open spill than a seep. Because <laughs> it is wrecking it's always things. always bad. Yeah. Seeping is bad. Yeah. And then uh, I ended it with uh, sex will solve it. <sighs> yep. Sex will complicate Man. it. Yeah. So if that's that's your way, conforming to the world says sex will solve it. Physical yeah. intimacy is going to fix it or whatever decision you're making yeah. about whatever you're using that to fill and solve your problems, mm. whether relational, physical, mental, you know, you pick yeah. it. Um, sex is just going to complicate it. Yeah. Unless you do the hard work of restoration and uh, restoring. And this is a tough conversation too. Because Renewal. Yeah, as a follower of Jesus in this culture, a lot of these things, um, you know, we've done a poor job of even identifying that these are the lies of the culture because they sound well, really they're so good. Simple. Yeah, they sound good. Like everyone could sit there and be like, come on, Larry, these are super obvious. I mean, give me something hard. The problem is, is they're just super obvious. That's yeah. what culture is. Yeah. Right. And we're and the, we're and being the answer stretched. sounds yeah. the answer sounds so simple, but yet it's very difficult. It's difficult to not yeah to say no it's, to that. It's, it's difficult easy to, to suppress to your yeah, appetite. Absolutely, it's difficult not to just get an easy answer. Yes, it's difficult not to become the right person. Yeah, but just be lazy and find something else that you feel like will fix it and fill it, and then you find out later that it won't. Yeah, that's what's actually really difficult. It sounds like a great idea and easy and just too simple to be true. Yeah. But in simplicity, it's uber complex. But to actually do that would be so countercultural. That's not what the world acts like because the culture around us is telling us that it's all about you. Whereas what you, these, the answer to these questions are not actually about getting what you want in the, the uh, immediate way, you know, the instant gratification, but go yeah. on the process of renewal. And that's just not how our world works. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a line of uh, Pastor Kayla and I were talking about last night uh, about the difference between how we've started interpreting freedom in America. Because originally, the freedom in the Constitution being freedom from, we were seeking freedom from the oppression of the of the church in England, and that's why we came to America. And now, what culture has embodied that freedom is freedom to. It's freedom to whatever you want. It's freedom to whatever makes you feel good. And even just that little that little switch right there really explains a lot about our decisions that we're making in culture, mm. which the gospel is freedom from the oppression of self and the oppression of your terrible decisions because it's freedom to walk with Jesus and have him cover the mistakes. And he's or the freedom from culture, yeah. E exactly. So, in whatever yeah. lane that that finds itself in. Yeah. So there's a lot of gray area and nuance in some of this stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's a journey. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's been a fun series so far. It has one more. Yeah, yeah. Come this weekend, we got baptisms going on. Oh, this it's weekend. gonna be powerful this weekend. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we actually at both campuses have a, a a bit of a moment planned. Yeah, a little special surprise for you mm -hmm. that you got to be in the house to see. You, you can't you can't witness this anywhere else except for online as well. But <laughs> <laughs> and probably gonna be or, on the podcast you know, yeah, after. <laughs> But you know what, though, this is this is a great opportunity to invite you to be in community. Absolutely. So if you were going to pick one that you're going to come to an actual service and be got to be this one. What's going to happen in the room, I think, is going to be really powerful for people. Yeah. yeah. As, As we, we release it. Yes. We 
great. And baptisms. Those are always fun. Yeah, and then we're getting right into the new stuff. People in process. Let's do it. Love you guys. This is good. Short, sweet, and neat. <laughs> yeah, I'll edit this down to that. <laughs>